everyone, I'm Brandon Odo. And I'm Brian Bowling. And this is Critical Care Scenarios, the podcast where we use clinical cases, narrative storytelling, and expert guests to unpack how critical care is practiced in the real world. Hey everyone, it is Brandon back with another Turbo. I just have a quick reflection for you today. Um, and that is on the fact that you may have thought about this, or maybe you haven't, but in critical care as a specialty, if we kind of stake out a domain of medicine, medical knowledge and practice that belongs to us, that we specialize in, in critical care, the diseases that we focus on, those that we consider kind of critical care diseases that we feature in our textbooks, we keep doing studies on them, we like to think we have some mastery of, the diseases that are in the domain of critical care, by and large, are not diseases. They are syndromes. Things like ARDS, things like sepsis. Now, just to step back briefly, what is a syndrome compared to a disease? You know, generally, when people distinguish these terms, they're using disease to describe a more pathogenetically specific disorder. In other words we understand, or at least we think we do, or we've tried to, or think that there is something to understand, the specific pathway by which disease occurs. So for instance, streptococcal pneumonia. Uh, we know that there is this particular bacterium uh, that seeds the lungs and causes an inflammatory response, which leads to inflammation um, and exudates, and, and so on and so forth. We can pretty much describe that process from beginning to end. No doubt there are many things still to understand about it, but we think there is a specific cause of it. Compared to something like sepsis, sepsis is a syndrome in the sense that it is a, a collection of signs and symptoms which tend to go together, uh, but that is about all you could say about it. If you say, what is the specific cause of this, uh, you have to be a little vague because there is not one specific cause. There is not that smoking gun like that organism that you could say uh, is the cause of sepsis. Now, certainly in a specific instance, there might be, and that's why sepsis may occur as a effect of or in the setting of uh, another infection like <laughs> streptococcal pneumonia. But you can't describe one unified set of facts and principles that apply to all sepsis. A lot of it's different. That uh, pneumonia causing sepsis is going to look very different from a patient with cellulitis causing sepsis and a million other causes. And then it may unfold differently uh, depending on the patient and the immune response and many other things. So it's a syndrome. It is a collection of things that we have observed tend to go together. We have some sense or at least theory for what causes this or some of the underlying drivers, but it is not unified in the way that a single disease would be. So what does it mean to say that a lot of our diseases are really just syndromes? Well, it means a few things. I think one thing it means is that most of our diseases are not uh, something that occur in isolation. You don't just have, quote, sepsis. You have sepsis due to some other infection. Uh, in other words, most of our patients have diseases that, quote, belong to someone else. <laughs> so I don't know, you consider pneumonia to belong to infectious diseases or pulmonology or whatever, but most of our patients don't just have a, quote, critical care disease. Um, we are uh, something else you get. 
And that means that critical care is something you have in addition to sort of another specialty of disease. And that should make sense because it is defined as a specialty as the specialty of taking care of patients who are just very sick. It's defined by severity. And therefore, it would make sense that within that category, you could have this other axis of categorization, which is a sort of type of problem, organ system, however you want to define that. So I think what that means is that you can't isolate your understanding of medicine to just critical care problems. And it may be tempting to do that. You say, we focus on these sorts of things, but none of our patients just have those things. It makes no sense to say you're an expert in sepsis and to have no understanding of pneumonia, cellulitis, whatever else. Because your patients have those, it is inextricably interwoven in with the thing that you say you do care about, the sepsis. So you have to understand both. And that's why you have to have a, a pretty broad knowledge base to understand critical care. You might come into it from another background, like internal medicine, emergency medicine, anesthesia, something else. Uh, you may not. People like me, as a PA, I've never done anything but critical care. And I think a real absence there, a weak point, is that lack of a general knowledge base. And, you know, if someone says, I know everything that you need to know about sepsis, and that's already a strong claim, <laughs> but to say that without having a knowledge of all these other things is, is at most very difficult to achieve. And so you have to kind of go out of your way, I think, to, to build some of the other um, base of knowledge. The other thing I think it uh, tells you to say that we mostly treat syndromes is that there's going to be a lot of differences in those patient populations. And as you start to spend time with our literature and the studies that we do about these patients and uh, when you treat the patients too, I think you see this. These are very heterogeneous buckets of patients. And it almost doesn't make sense to try to make generalizations about the septic patient, the patient with ARDS, with delirium and so on and so forth, because th there are so many different patients within that bucket that they probably differ more than they are similar. And I think that shows up in the studies when it's hard to say one treatment or diagnostic or approach or whatever uh, has a consistent effect. And perhaps it's because there is so much difference between these patients. Perhaps we need to differentiate these big uh, syndromic buckets into smaller, more specific buckets before we could start to say that, uh, let's say a treatment helps or hurts all those people. Otherwise, you have it helping some people, maybe hurting others, having no effect on many of them. And it, it just makes very little sense to say that one thing is having an effect on all those people when they're so different. Uh, I think that is one of the important uh, directions for our literature kind of currently and hopefully in the future, being better at differentiating these people into much more specific camps rather than saying, does this pill cure sepsis? I mean, it almost doesn't make sense. It's like saying, does what this pill cure disease? So reflect on those ideas that a lot of what we're dealing with are syndromes, that they occur in the setting of other things, and that they are in many ways very different. And I think you'll have a, uh, at least a good point of traction to evolve your understanding of these things. So you can you know, walk from bed to bed, treat six people with sepsis, um, and understand how different they all are and how little you can generalize about them. I'll talk to you next time.